Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Hello and welcome to Facing Fate. It's me, your game master, Russ Moore. Just popping in here today before we get into Lunacorp Day 3 with a content warning. We missed it on the last one and just wanted to make sure that we keep up with that going forward. Today's episode deals with gory and violent scenes, descriptions of those scenes, as well as coarse language, characters entering enclosed spaces, and more of the usual us trying to be doctors and not really being doctors. A reminder to go check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, where you can hear the entire first season. And when we announce season two of Facing Fate, patrons are the first to hear all new episodes and bonus content from the season. That's all for now. Enjoy season one of Facing Fate, Lunacorp, day three. Facing Fate, Season 1, Lunacorp, Day 3. On board Lunacorp main base, the moon base station designed for harvesting moon dust, Earth's new and best source for energy creation, two harvester truck operators have been infected by an unknown bacteria. One of those drivers, Brutus Dixon, spent the last 24 hours in a comatose state. He began developing a mucus film around his eyes, nose, and mouth. Seeing this, base diagnostician Juliana Dove Joyner called in Nurse Jenny to clean up Brutus. The other driver, Persephone Waterflame, was seemingly unaffected at first, however was placed into quarantine to be safe, and now has begun having complaints about flu-like symptoms including fever, headaches, and body aches, and has dropped into a seizure. Brutus has woken up in a violent state with blood dripping from his eyes, nose, and ears and has been locked in his quarantine zone after brutally attacking Nurse Jin. Dr. Joyner is attempting to help Persephone and Operations Manager Rainia Samuth is watching the events unfold. After bypassing a filtration system with found fungus growth, engineer Oscar Bloom 
Regina Regina and Lamar Farber see the chaos happening over the surveillance systems from the facility control. We're going to jump back in with Oscar Bloom, Regina Regina, and Lamar Farber as you are frantically typing to shut down the filtration system and watching over the surveillance systems as Brutus is tearing apart Jenny. Uh, Oscar, um, uh, this doesn't look very good. Uh, do, do you think we should call down there and see what's going on? Maybe they need, I don't know, security or something? Yeah, we should, uh, we should definitely call and, and see what's going on down there. Uh, I, I pick up the phone and mash the correct key sequence to get the, the medical lab. The phone begins to ring in the med lab. Yeah, what? Is Rainia? What's, what's happening down there? Can you, everything's going absolutely crazy. Brutus attacked Nurse Jenny and now Persephone's having a seizure and, and Juliana is in there against me expressly telling her not to go in there are you where are you we're in the in the control the facility control uh what do you need do you need security do you need just uh, an extra set of hands what, what can we do for you yes call security i don't know that they can help but they certainly can't hurt i, I might need you to override this door if i want to try and i don't know drag drag the doctor out from Persephone but I'm, I'm not there yet so yeah can you can you get security to come down here and just be here if I need them okay I'll give them a call right away um call me back if you do need that okay. override thank you I call security ASAP a younger man picks up the phone uh, yeah, yeah, security uh, what's uh, what's going on uh Rainia and, and doctor uh, doctor Joyner need all sorts of help down in the med lab so ASAP get down there oh. A few moments later, you hear heavy footsteps coming towards the med lab, and four security guards, Ben, Frank, Alex, and Sarah, the security guards, come, and they're like, whoa, what's going on? Is he still, at this point, like, on Jenny? He's still on top of her, but not, like, actively tearing her apart at this point. More has just kind of gone stoic. Like, you don't see anything in his face. He's just kind of looking off in the distance at this point. Is he chomping on her? It looks like he was. Okay. Guys, he is contained for now. I know that it is just... And I'm, like, looking away, you know, like, holding... I'm doing this in real life, but I'm, like, holding up my hand and, like, looking at them so as to, like, somewhat block my own view of what has happened. Okay, okay, okay. Is that... Jenny's in... Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Brutus woke up, and it is... It's not good, and I don't know that you guys can help, but I wanted you here just in case. Just in case something happens. Um, He's contained for now, and, you know, we don't know what's going on with... Persephone and Dr. Joyner is in there with her so just be ready in case I need you to do something please of, co- of course of course and they they stand at the ready waiting for waiting for what what should be done next Dr. Joyner Juliana you're in trying to help Persephone so she fell to the ground in a seizure state you went in against 
orders. What are you doing? First, I rush to her and I look at like how she's fallen and like kind of try to stabilize her head, make sure that you know she didn't sustain like she crack her skull open and is bleeding sure. everywhere. Uh, and then I run over uh, to one of the med kit tables and I take out a syringe like with an anti-seizure medicine with like... We're doctors. We're doctors. And I administer the shot sure. um, to her. Yeah. And it should make her stop seizing. Should I roll for that? Sure, yeah. yeah roll okay. for it. Okay. Roll for anti-seizure medication. It's an anti-seizure medication roll. So it's like a medicine roll. Oh, shit. Oh, what do, um, you, what do you got for medicine? That's a mediocre. So... It takes longer than you think it should, and she's still having a seizure. All right, um, I dose her again because I know that you can double up on this medication. Mm-hmm. Do I roll again? Mm-hmm. Uh, one. She begins to stop tremoring. Um, does she wake up after her seizure, or is she out? Uh, no, she appears to be unconscious state. I look down at my watch and I set my timer for twenty-four hours, and it's a countdown. Okay. And then I get the fuck out of the room. I'm sure. so sore for so, me. As you <laughs> Yeah, as you're setting that timer, you hear the door open to the main room, um, and you see security guards begin to come in. They're talking with Rainia as yeah. you are backing out of the room. Yeah. So you've now entered into the interstitial area where you can take off your And I and I just slam a jam that um that lockdown button for Persephone's yeah. half. So yeah, I start to. So Rainia, you see, take off my. Yeah, that Julianne has exited, and you can now communicate more clearly as things have kind of calmed down. Brutus is staring off into the distance, drenched in Jenny's blood. I look through the window into Brutus's quarantined area. Uh, what do I notice about? what has changed for him. I know that there's blood um, coming mm-hmm. from his eyes and his no- all the orifices, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what you saw, you, I mean, you might not have seen, but he's covered in blood, so you don't know necessarily where it's coming from or if it's Jenny's or if it's his. Um, you look at him, and he appears to be looking directly at you, not really giving any sign of acknowledgement, but just like looking through there. you. Um, and uh, what stands out to you is that the black veins have come back, and his irises and pupils have gone cloudy. I write down the observations that I'm seeing. Okay. Dr. Joyner, I hope you're coming out to stay out now. Yes, Rainia, I am. You know... What the hell went on in there? I mean, you're the expert. You're the, you're the doctor. Do you have any idea? This is beyond anything I have ever seen or thought about before. Uh, Rainia, unfortunately, I think this is beyond anything anyone has ever seen before. I finish making my notes and I come out. What are they doing here? I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I needed to do something, so I called them. Or I guess Oscar called them, technically, but um, just in case. I mean, I don't know what Brutus is going to do. I don't know what we can do to him from out here. Is there any... I don't know, you got some crazy evil scientist knockout gas we can pipe into that room, or...? Uh, well, you know, push comes to shove. I'm sure we can whip something up, but uh, for now, I think that it's probably best that the few 
fewest people possible get involved with this and it seems to be very contagious so if we can get these guys out of here maybe they can be stationed outside the doors but no one else should be coming in or out of this lab until we figure out what's going on okay that that makes sense to me you guys uh don't let anybody in or out unless you hear different from me okay yeah roger that yeah and uh let's let's not tell anyone what's going on either right now okay uh yeah you got it um well, maybe you can call Oscar back and get those uh, alarms off then. They're going to start rising suspicion. Was that to me or the security guards? Yeah, that, that's, to, that's to you. Because you were just talking to Oscar, right? I was. I don't know why you're bossing me around. I'm your boss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the guards go, yeah? Two are stationed outside the room, and then the other two are, I, I don't know, yeah, they're outside exi- the room. There yeah. are two exits to this Perfect. lab, so. Yeah. I will call back to wherever Oscar was. Go for Oscar. Uh, Oscar, can you get this alarm shut off? We're trying to, uh, I don't know, not let word of this horrible, horrible thing get out too much. So if you could shut that down and um, maybe make sure your team keeps a lid on things, that'd be great. Okay, can do. I, uh, I turn to Regina and Lamar and say, uh, clear those alarms, guys. We're, uh, we're keeping this uh, locked down metaphorically. Yeah, we yeah, won't yeah, tell yeah. anyone what's up because we don't know what's up. Right. That, that, that makes sense. Um, okay. I wish I hadn't seen it either. And Regina starts punching things in and then the alarms shut off. So um, did, they, did they say what happened, happened in there? Uh, nope. Nope, didn't uh, didn't say what happened, but uh, I'm going to need you guys to run more uh, diagnostics tests on the uh, ventilation system, see if there's any more blockages going on. Okay, uh, yeah, can, de- can definitely do that. Um, okay. They begin doing doing tests. Um, hey, Os- Oscar, have you heard from... Uh, I mean, uh, you were working with uh, with, with Daryl and, and Gerard there uh, cleaning up. Uh, did they mention that they weren't feeling well to you? So I just got a message from them saying that they might not be in tomorrow because they haven't been feeling very good the last little bit. Uh, so without even answering that question, I hop back on the phone and call the med lab back. Med lab, this is Rainia. Uh, Rainia, heads up. Um, apparently Daryl and Gerard emailed in and said that they aren't feeling so well and might not be coming in to work tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, they were they were working on the harvest trucks earlier today, and now they're not feeling good. Uh, I think you better let Dr. Joyner know that maybe this isn't as isolated as we want it to be. Yeah, will do. Can you do me a favor and um, maybe get them to come check in here? Y- you want I them... I want Dr. Joyner to take a look at them. Okay, is there like a, maybe a non-grizzly part of the med lab that they can go to? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll sort that out down here. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll make sure they're on their way. Dr. Joyner, sounds like a couple of other workers have uh, tried to call in sick for tomorrow. They were also working on the same thing that, that Brutus and Persephone were, were working on, maybe, and um, so I've asked them to, to come down here so you can, you can examine them. Let's talk to the guards outside, and we'll we'll get that sorted out um, somewhere where you can you can take a look. If this is just you know want to make sure this isn't the same thing. Absolutely, I'll run some tests, uh, quick blood work, 
done up should let us know if it's the same bacteria as we're seeing in these guys. Okay. So yeah, I go open the door and, and tell the guards, like, there's going to be a couple workers coming down here. Um, when they come, send them into into that lab room and, and just knock and Dr. Joyner's going to take a look at them. Perfect. Daryl and Gerard go to the lab and they get checked out by Dr. Joyner, who runs those tests. Rainier maybe goes back to her office. We can call his head office, maybe. Sure, <laughs> seems yeah. like something yeah. you probably want to tell the bosses on Earth about. Yeah, sure. So you go back to your office and are putting in that call, Oscar. You are continuing tests on some systems, or are you going to do something else? I guess uh, see if these system tests come up with anything. Okay, so yeah, we'll say a few hours pass as. Everybody's trying to put in their calls. Um, we'll go to Rainia first, who you've called the the headquarters, and the time that it is there is kind of overnight, so nobody's responding as quickly as you would like them to. Um, but you're in your office and you're you're checking over some things, and um, you go into your your internal messages, and you see that there are about fifteen people who have sent you a note or something equating to the fact that they are not feeling well. Some of them describing flu-like symptoms, some of them just saying, I don't, I don't feel very good, and they may not make it to shift tomorrow. Then I am going to call Dr. Joyner, because obviously this is a, a bigger problem. Sure. Or maybe it's not. I want to find out. Sure. Before you make that call, we'll go check in with Juliana there. So, Juliana, you've seen uh, Daryl and Gerard, and there are a couple different quarantine spots that the medical system has set up. So there's the medical center, there's a couple in the lab, and then there is another medical area that's not on the map. You've isolated Daryl and Gerard. All right, guys, you guys are just going to stay here for a little bit while I run these tests. Um, nothing to be worried about right now. It's just, you know, we are in very close quarters. We are on the moon. Communicable diseases just run rampant and can just take out an entire fleet of workers. And we just can't, you know, we just can't have that. Productivity will just go through the floor. So hang tight. Once I know something, I'll let you know and we'll get this all sorted out, okay? Yeah, you get moon cable in here. <laughs> Do we get moon cable in here? You're sweet. That's nice. Well. And I leave. <laughs> She's not much for small talk. You are running tests with Franklin, and some of them uh, have started to come back. A lot of them are looking normal, and as you're checking over kind of some of the last ones that you've done, you're noticing small trace amounts of the same bacteria that was found in quantity within Brutus's system and started to show up in Persephone's the longer she was in quarantine. This is Dr. Joyner. Hey, Dr. Joyner. It's Rania. I just wanted to see, uh, well, a couple things. First, I wanted to see how Daryl and Gerard are doing. I'm not going to lie to you, Rania. Uh, they have trace amounts of that bacteria that have been found in Brutus and Persephone. Um, and I, I don't know how this bacteria grows. I do not know how uh, it, it changes within the body, and I do not how, know how quickly it will replicate and and take over. So I've got them in quarantine right now and just we're just going to thank our lucky stars that, that there's just four of them. Well, that brings me to point number two, which is uh, just checking my messages here. I've got about 15 other people 
that have messaged me to say that they aren't feeling well and they aren't going to be coming into work. So I think we we might have a bigger situation on our hands and we need to sort out some kind of isolation and some kind of triage system so we can get these people away from everyone else if we if we even can. Juliana does a little bit of math in her head. Does she have enough quarantine space for this many people? Not individual quarantine areas. Like each section of the station itself, the, the moon base itself, can be quarantined. But they would be quarantined with a large number of people within one unit as opposed to one per closed off section as everybody is currently. Would it be possible that I'm assuming they each have their individual little space bunk rooms, right? Yep. Hey, Rainia, I do not have enough quarantine space available for that many people. Um, we could start putting people together, but I, I have a feeling like what happened with Brutus is going to happen to other people unless we can find a, a way to figure this out. Um, it, it would just spell disaster for... <laughs> For, for many of those people, is there any way we could potentially quarantine people in their bunks? Um, well, you know, I'd have to ask Oscar about the logistics of that. I think he'd be the person to ask. Um, I mean, I don't see why not. Although I don't know, you know, those aren't hermetically sealed like, uh, like those actual, you know... <sighs> quarantine base where Brutus and Persephone are, but um, maybe what, what do you say the three of us get together and have a conversation about the logistics of, of this situation? Well, Alright, but I suggest we have it quick, because I don't know how much time all these people have before what happens to Brutus happens to them. I agree. Why don't you uh, come up to my office and I'll give Oscar a call and get him up here, too. We'll do. I'll have Franklin keep working on whatever's going on down here, and who knows, maybe we'll be able to develop an antibiotic or something. Great. Thank you. Uh, okay, so I'm going to call Oscar. Go for Oscar. Hey, Oscar, it's it's Rania. Uh, what's, what's going on? Uh, I need, I need your expertise. I'm hoping you can, uh, pop to my office. I know you're in the middle of something, but it's, um... It's it's pretty urgent, I think. Okay, I'll uh, I'll be right there. And uh, I hustle over to Rainia's office. Some time passes, and Julian and Oscar are seated down in Rainia's office. Now, where in the moon base is Rainia's office? If you look at your map, she is in the administration offices, which is uh, you see, there's a two dormitory. Got it. Well, I was super close to where I was in facility control. The way the map is set up is a little weird to where how it's set up in my head. So the two dormitory, like pretend there's like another hallway that keeps going for the dorms into mm. another building, mm-hmm. and then I've got the facility operating equipment kind of set up the same coming out the other direction. So it's it is a fair distance, but okay. as far as the map, it's deceiving. So right. those are the only two things that are kind of removed from the main core. Uh, guys, I think. I think uh, none of us could be prepared for for what we're dealing with. Oscar, I know you you saw it through the screen, and I have to imagine it was pretty horrifying, but 
it it was it was unlike anything I've ever seen before and uh, I think it's possible there's more coming here's the situation there's you know Brutus got sick and Persephone is is unwell and we've got about 17 other people called in sick for tomorrow uh, at least two of them have that bacteria in their system. We need to isolate these people so it doesn't keep spreading. We're a pretty tiny community up here, and I guess uh, uh, Juliana had had uh, suggested maybe there's a way to have people isolated in in their rooms. Is that is that possible? We don't want to, you know, just put them all in an isolation bay together. That's a bit gruesome. Um, yeah, I, uh, first off, uh, yeah, holy shit, um, but yeah, I think I could, uh, reroute some of the air control systems to just cycle amongst the rooms, uh, of themselves, and then hopefully not spread that bacteria anywhere else in the station. I don't know about locking everything down, uh, as far as the rooms are concerned, though, we'd have to talk to, uh, to the maintenance crew and see if that's possible. It would be beneficial if we could get each door locked from the outside. Um, though it didn't seem like Brutus was necessarily trying to get out. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what Brutus is capable of. Did it has any? Because it's been a few hours now since he attacked Jenny. What's Brutus been doing? We could probably pull him up on some sort of security camera. Yeah, yeah. He is now standing in the center of the room, facing the doorway. <sighs> yeah. Yikes. Yikes a dikes a. Okay. Uh, okay. So Daryl and Gerard, I guess, are st- are together in like that kind of holding area right now. I think I I think I put them in separate. They're in two smaller separate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Separate okay. Units. Perfect. Um. Okay, Oscar. If you can, uh, if you can do that, get that air kind of. Separated out in case that's how things are spreading. That would be great. Juliana, what else can we do? Um, well, the main thing that we can do right now is collect data. So I have a timer going on, and I have a sneaking suspicion that once a patient falls unconscious like Brutus did, there's approximately 24 hours before they will wake up with the same symptoms that Brutus has exhibited and aggression as well. So Persephone has approximately 21 hours before she will turn out the same as the same as Brutus. Now I don't know if this is airborne. I don't know if this is fluid contamination. Um, I have absolutely no idea. So right now we can just collect data, look at the blood samples, see if it reacts to any known antibiotics or anything that we've got up here and just throw a Hail Mary. Dr. Joyner, if there's uh, any tests you could run uh, with this bacteria and maybe any sort of uh, antibacterial type medicine that might affect it, we might be able to work that into the air supply for the rooms uh, for for the quarters that are locked. So hopefully you're able to find something because I think I can rig something up where we can get some medicine into the air. Well, absolutely, we do have the the ability to make any of our any of our medicines in a aerosolized form. So that could be that could be really helpful. We just got to figure out what it is. And- Doctor Joyner, how are you going to 
collect samples. I, I appreciate your need for data, and I think you're right. It's probably the only way we're going to solve this, but if I get people locked in their rooms, you just going door-to-door? I suppose I am just going door-to-door. F- Franklin and I will do the best we can uh, collecting blood samples. Um, also, it seems to be something that happened when they were out with the with the Range Rovers when they were collecting the moon dust. If there's any way that I can get a sample of that, uh, that could potentially be a, a source of what's happening. And if I could get the source, um, maybe there's something we could do. I will then call maintenance. I almost think, you know, if we're sitting at 17 people infected, there's three of us, and Franklin, I mean, that's already almost a third of the people plus the guards, you know, know what happened, and Regina, Regina, and Lamar, and word's gonna get out. I wonder if we shouldn't just shut things down if that isn't less suspicious than having half of the workforce not be at work and be locked in their rooms. Maybe everybody just is told to stay stay put in their rooms because we, we've got a ticking clock, so maybe we need to shut down for 24 hours. If you feel like that's the right thing to do, I support that. Then I'm going to talk to maintenance, figure out a way to get everyone in their rooms, and uh, I guess good luck with those samples. Thank you very much. Is it like the middle of the night, or what What time is it? Does time even exist on the moon? Like, time. I think it does. Time, man. Time, like, yeah. man. Whoa, it's just a construct. <laughs> ah, you're always on the dark side of the moon, man. Time is a flat circle. Exactly. Let's say it's after midnight, like there's artificial time built into the right. moon base, so it's like midnight, 1 a.m. So let's assume, yeah, I send out an audio message and everyone gets it. Like, right away. Perfect. Yep. Okay. Good morning, staff. It's Rania. We've got a bit of a situation here on the moon, and I've got some news. We're going to be shutting down operations for 24 hours. I'd like everybody just to remain in their bunks while we get things sorted out. Please just remain in your bunks. I'll let you know when, when we're starting up operations again, but it will probably be approximately 24 hours. Thank you. We see different scenes of people who are currently working. They, they're they putting down all their gear, and then there's some who are just waking up or wake up hearing it. Huh? What? 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 Oh, oh, man. Oh, Pizza Tuesday got canceled. A couple hours pass. Juliana, you are in the lab uh, with Franklin running tests. Uh, you're looking at samples from Brutus and Persephone and I assume you've gone around and started collecting from the others mm-hmm. who have complained about being sick. Mm-hmm. So, and you're collecting those and comparing all of those together. Some of them look clean, like maybe they just like there's an increased like white blood cell count. Maybe they've got infection of some sort, but it doesn't look out of place. Some of them do look like um, Persephone's once she started complaining of further issues. Okay. So there is bacteria. What do you think my percentage is? 25%. What's 25% of 15? There's a part person there. Yep. 4.2? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, is, like, okay, is that 25% clean or 25% infected? Infected. Okay. Uh, the remainder appears at this point to be clear. 
You relook at some of Persephone's. She's still in a comatose state. Uh, you relook at some of her latest tests, and they are showing increased signs of the bacteria in her system as well. You kind of get an ETA on it when everybody felt like they were getting sick, and they all more or less started within the last six to eight hours of not feeling well. You're running tests. Franklin is also running tests, and you hear him say, Uh, well, that's... Where did he get this? Uh, what you got there, Franklin? Um, Oscar gave me, uh, a sample. I think he said it was from the filtration system. There was something that he found within within the system. But it's it's strange, because it's showing up as this very similar bacteria to what we're finding in in like Brutus and Persephone and, and, and some of the other patients. I say, I say, let me take a look at that. And then I look at the, I, I look through the microscope and then I also take a look at what the physical specimen looks like. And I say, oh my God, this looks like exactly what was covering Brutus's eyes and nose and mouth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Well, how, you said that he found this in the filtration system? That's what he told me. He just dropped it off here a few hours ago and... What? I was just talking to him though. I'm mad that he didn't mention sure. it in our meeting. I mean, like, I, you know Oscar, what is he, stupid? he doesn't talk to people until he needs something put through a, a spinning test. Oh, Franklin. We really should have checked your credentials before we brought you up here. <laughs> he shrugs. I'd like you to run tests with these against the blood samples we have of the infected, and I want you to like know any differences between the bacteria and see if uh, this bacteria from the air filtration system will react any differently to the antibiotics that we have on site. Uh, I need I need to I need to talk to Rainia. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got it. I mean, I've been up for a long time, but yeah, no problem. Franklin, this is an emergency. I get it. Bring me a Mountain Dew when you come back. <laughs> Code Red or yeah, the extra caffeine one that I can't remember the name yeah, that's of. That's my favorite. Code Red. She's already left. You're talking to yourself now. She's. Yeah, he's just sitting there reminiscing to himself. He's like, oh, Code Red, Mountain Dew. It's the only soda pop we have here on the moon. Oh my god, to be stuck on the moon would be bad enough. To be stuck on the moon with nothing but Mountain Dew. This moon base it's brought to you life. by Mountain Dew Code Red. Yeah. They're really <laughs> trying hard for those sponsorship dollars. Yeah. Do the do. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to Rania's. Yeah, and I'm hustling. Rania. Yeah, sure. Oscar, are you. Where are you? So I'm back at the. Uh, back at the facility control, trying to figure out a way to. Uh, not like uh, cut off the dorm rooms from the air supply, but just to to separate it so that it'll be its own little contained unit. This is going to be a difficult task because the the system you found the fungus in is part of the dorm room system, which you had mm. shut off that chunk of it. So we're going to roll. <gasps> oh. I've got my dice. Using a skill. Okay. Crafts. Crafts is my really, really good one. 
Because that's uh, the like fix it skill, right? Let's yes. Let's say you got to do an inve- like a difficult investigate check okay. in order to figure it out. Or crafts. Okay. Investigate or crafts. I don't care which. I'll do, I'll do investigate. We'll mix it up. Sure. That is a plus three, five. That's a Jeez. superb. You leave Rainia's office and you go back to facility control and uh, the tests that you were asking to have run still haven't completed. Um, so you get started on this rerouting of air as everybody else I should have designed a better system that ran tests quicker. <laughs> It's been hours. It has been literally hours. Literally. Okay, yeah, so uh, I start doing the math and moving things around as best I can and figuring out a way to uh, to make this happen. Sure. So without utilizing the one filtration point that you had shut off, um, it is definitely doable for half of the dorms. The other half, if you shut it down like this... So there's two systems coming in. You've shut okay. one off. So there's one feeding the entire thing right now. So yeah, okay. Yeah, let's say that. It's like a backup system. Yeah. You have two, so in case one goes down, you're still good. Yeah, so you're, what, you, what you're trying to do, though, is shut down the outgoing, like the cold air return, essentially, going back yeah, to the Yeah, essentially I want to divert it back into itself. Yeah. Okay. Instead of, yeah. Yeah, so with with a superb superb role. Superb. We'll say you are definitely able to do that. And it take it takes you some time to be able to jig and and set everything up the way it needs to be set. But uh, yeah, you manage to have the dorms on their own circulated air that doesn't filter back into the main system. Um, so we'll say that happened shortly after your your meeting with Rainia and Juliana. A little bit more time passes and tests start coming back from the filtration systems throughout the base. Um, and L- Lamar and Regina call you over and they say, okay, okay, they're coming in. Uh, it's It's looking clear, clear. Okay, it's looking clear throughout the med center and the lab and even even through where the spacesuit store is into the admin offices is fine and then some red lights start coming up the vehicle maintenance bays the power distribution bays and the computer bays um, and yeah, facility control and facility operating equipment areas are looking clear as well. But um, you're noticing that some of that, the same kind of red flags as was found in the dorm system that you shut down um, is popping up in the vehicle maintenance bays, power distribution bays, and the computer bays, which all kind of filter off of that vehicle maintenance area where all the harvester trucks are kept. Okay, um, if there's... Well, I mean, there should be nobody in those areas anymore if they've all listened to Rainia's commands. Yeah. So would we be able to just shut down those ones completely? Uh, yep. So that anything there, like, can't spread any further? Yeah, definitely. You can seal off and shut down those those units. Um, it then, of course, removes movement through those units because you're sealing off not only the... 
the filtration systems, but essentially sealing, like you're doing with the dorm, sealing the doors, essentially for that area. Then that's what we do. Hey. We can go back to Juliana as she's going to Rainia's office. I don't know. That seems right. Rainia, we, we have another problem. Oh, God. Okay. Tell me. Well, Franklin was putting through this, this sample that was dropped off at the lab. Apparently, Oscar dropped it off. And it, it is the same material that we saw over top of Brutus's eyes and nose and mouth, but he found it in the air filtration system. But he didn't... He didn't say anything about... Had he taken that to Franklin before we all got together? Yes, ma'am, he did. And I'd say if it wasn't an emergency, like ride him up or something. But right now we need to figure out yeah, how on earth right. this is getting around. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to give him a call and, and get him up here. We need to find out where that came from in the system and, and, and what's going on. So let me give him a call. Hey, Oscar, it's Rainia. Yes, ma'am. Uh, just, uh, got Juliana in here, and she said, I guess you, uh, found some fungus or something in, in the air ducts, and you dropped off a sample for Franklin? Does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, did he, did he find something? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. It looks like that is, is the same or a similar substance to, uh, Something that was all over Brutus. So we need to, uh, I need to know where that was. And, 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 you know, I think they're, these two things seem to be related. So, um, I don't know. Maybe you want to pop up here? Uh, yes, ma'am. And I hustle on up there. So I'm, I'm, Surprised you didn't mention this earlier, but that's fine. Doesn't matter now. Uh, so, where- sorry, I I didn't even know they were they were connected. Of of course. So where where did you find this? Is there a lot of it? Like, what are the details about this fungus in the air ducts? Because it definitely seems like, according to to some tests that Juliana ran, they're they're related. So yeah, I uh, I heard a noise in the in the air vent uh, just outside of my room. And uh, when I when I checked it out, uh, I got uh, Regina Regina to come with a ladder. And when I checked it out, I uh, yeah, I found this uh, this kind of fungusy substance all over the the one air vent that's close to my room. And if it was close to your room, I guess that means you know in the dorm. So is that is it is that the only place you found it? Is it contained? Is that? That, that was the only place I found it, and we we shut down that uh, little section of the of the air system. But after getting some tests back uh, from Lamar and Regina, it looks like that kind of a similar thing is going on in the maintenance shop and the vehicle maintenance and uh, and the computer lab as well. So I've I've got those areas uh, cordoned off as as best I can from a from a system point of view. So hopefully everything that's there should stay there. Okay, so those areas are shut down. I'm I'm hoping everyone listened to me. No one was in there. So we can just let's just pretend those areas of the base don't exist for now. Does that 
make sense to you? Yep. Yeah, as a persona non grata in a, in a way. Uh, actually, Rainia, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, this fungus, uh, if at all possible. Oscar, is that is that possible? Do you have more? Do you have like? Do you need uh, to yeah. touch it, Juliana? I, I'm getting worried about you. You're you're interacting with everyone, and I know I know you're a doctor, and that's that's what you do, but. It's, uh, we need I will you. Go full hazmat suit on this one, but I want to see how this thing is interacting with its environment. If it's a fungus, if that's actually what it is, um, and and not not bacteria like we thought it was, um, this is a living, breathing source. And if it is, I, I, I thought it was a symptom of the bacteria that was in Brutus. But if it is found off of a living host, this is something completely different. Okay. Uh, I think we I think we left the ladder uh, there. In fact, we could probably go have a look at it right now if you want. Uh, if this is out by the by the dorms, I'm gonna swing by the lab real quick for my 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 hazmat suit, and I will meet you over there. I uh, want I want to grab me a suit as well. Yeah, I, you 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 got to get suited up too, Oscar. If you're showing her where it is, for sure, buddy. Come on with me. Oscar and Juliana head off to hazmat suit, and as the door closes, uh, you see Gil Chikowski pops up. Hi, Gail. Rainia! Talking to you a lot this this couple days. It sounded it sounded like there was something going on up there. What's what can I do for you? Well, Gail, it's I it it almost seems. Un- unbelievable to be honest with you I guess you you saw that you heard that message I sent out and I, I had to shut down the base yes um, we need we, we need this we need the source the moon base source the dust that's what uh, I'm talking about yeah it's very early down uh, here on the earth yes yes uh, I I know we do but I had to I had to make a call because there's something there's something going on up here we uh I think I told you we had a bit of a issue with one of the one of the trucks and a couple people were sick and things went went really badly. I I I can I'll send you I'll send you some some images but honestly you might not want to look at them. Um oh. one of our staff just I I don't know what's happened to him. Um, but he attacked another staff member violently and viciously and and um, now there are 20-25% of the staff are, are are also maybe sick and, and there's something in the air filtration system and it's 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 not good dear, dear me um oh, okay, well uh oh, we've never I mean we have evacuation abilities we can send up a shuttle it takes a few days though a day or two at the very quickest to get get something to you to well i i hope it doesn't come to that but um i'd say this is this is as serious as it's 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 10 times more serious than anything i've ever seen i mean of course i would never normally shut down the base i know how important what we do is to the company and and it 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 is that bad it needed to be done so um i'd say please start 
start procedures for for evacuation. Hopefully we don't need it. And I and I hope I hope we don't, but I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on and and we're all working on it and I'll let you know as soon as I as soon as I know anything else, but as it stands right now, it's it's awfully bad. Of, of course, of course. Yes, I I'll make sure we get everything set up and ready to go at the push of a button. But yes, you let me know and hopefully hopefully it's nothing and we're back up and running in no time, but we'll make sure that if anything does happen, we get you off get you off safe. Well, I'll, I'll update you as soon as I know anything else, Gail. Thank you, Rainy. I'll go get started on all those procedures here. Uh, if anything else comes up, please feel free to, to call me, and I will do my best to, to make sure I'm, I'm, I, I hear the phone call this time. Phone call cuts off. You guys are... I, I guess I'll leave this up to you how you want to deal with it, because it's, it's actually in the dorm, so... I assume you're just gonna you're just gonna go in, but I mean we're hazmatted up. I don't see why we wouldn't go in. You uh, get into the dorm, sealing it behind you, and you go to the filtration system and you're taking a look at it. Yeah, Ju- Juliana, it's it's this one right here, and I set the ladder up at the base of the panel. Uh, I crawl up and I have a flashlight with me because I'm super prepared, and and I and I crawl in and I say, how far how far in? Uh, it's just a few feet, and then around the corner to the right. And I stick my head in. Sure. So you don't know what it looked like before, um, but it, you go in a few feet, and as you're turning the corner, you see this fungus growing up and out of what looks to be a large filtration unit. And it lo- does look like it has a consistency of the similar... Like the webbing. Webbing, mucus-type feel to it that uh, was on Brutus. Hey, Oscar, how much of this stuff would you say that there was here before? Uh, it was a, a decent amount, just kind of a coating of it. Well, it, it is about a foot out of the filtration system, and uh, I, I mean, I didn't see it before, but I think it's spreading. Uh, yeah, if, if it's a foot out, it is definitely getting bigger. I, I hop down and I let Oscar take a look. I uh, climb on up there poke my head around the corner, and, uh, oh, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's about five times as big as it was before. And, uh, h- how long ago did you notice this? Oh, this was, uh, well, let's see here. Uh, I was just trying to read my book, and then it was right after that. So, about, uh, six, six, seven hours ago at this point? All right, I get out my, my little notepad, and I... Do you guys do anything else while you're there? I take another sample. So I say, well, I'll take this back and see if it has um, any, somehow mutated or changed since the last time you brought a sample in. <sighs> I had a concern about this before, but I didn't think it'd be anything like this. We see down in what looks like an exercise area, there, there are like closet areas that people have been known to take naps in. We see a man lie down and he's lying alone and curled up beneath just kind of a makeshift blanket that he has there. He's wearing his work clothes and some dust is seen on them and on his boots. The camera continues to pan around and goes up to his face in full view and we see the same webbing and a drop of blood begins to form in the corner of Edgar's eyes when you hear a low, primal groan. 
and blood begins to drip out of his nose when his eyes suddenly open, revealing cloudy, white pupils. Facing Fate, Season 1, Lunacorp, Day 3. With your game master Russ Moore and players Amy Moore, Carla Maxted, and Tom Laird. Production and sound design by Russ Moore. Theme music by Eli McElveen. All other music by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Artwork by Kessie Rilinicki. The game system used is Fate Core by Evil Hat Productions. Supporting producers are Gabriel Lynch, Joshua Dixon, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Kat Waterflame, and Jacob Madden. Follow and share episodes to your friends on Twitter at FacingFateCast or Facebook.com slash FacingFateCast. Become a patron of Dumb Dragons Productions today to support Facing Fate and hear the entire first season, as well as becoming the first to hear future seasons and join monthly hangouts with the cast. Visit and join us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. A Dumb Dragons Production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to the trailer for Madame Magenta Sonus Mystica. Hang on, why am I doing my own trailer? Where will the people want to see their star, my dear? No one can see me, Bernard. This is a podcast. Oh. You know what? I should have that deep voice chap doing this. You know the one. What's his name? Oh, the... Um, the, the strange the, name. Yes. Like uh, a fruit. Uh, red pepper, That's yes. It. Yes. It, <clears throat> in a world where something, something, something... That's the one? Oh, it's quite sexy, Bernard. Oh. Save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure I can keep it up. You've never had a problem before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was a very clever joke. Yes. I am a very turgid man. You are? I'm going to make a cup of tea. You do the trailer. Oh, uh, right you are. <clears throat> in a world... Oh, great. Normal. Uh, oh, Earl Grey, please. In a world where ghosts and angels walk amongst us. Float! They float! Uh, uh, float amongst us stands one woman, Magenta. Oh, God, my bloody spirit guide's frozen the milk again. It's going to have to be iced tea, I'm afraid. Oh, all right, fair enough. Uh, psychic, medium... <coughs> my throat. Oh, uh, Magenta... I can't do this anymore. Bernard, you won't get nodules. You're not Adele. Well, actually, interestingly enough, that wasn't nodules. That was an exploding polyp. Oh, God. Do you imagine that? Ew. Exploding polyp. Anyway, that's not why I can't do the trailer anymore. Oh. Do you mean... Uh, yes, the angelic manifestation by the dog bed, yes. <sighs> Here we go again. What do you want? From the makers of Mockery Manor comes Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. For all fans of the esoteric. Available now wherever you get podcasts.